touch line takes. And so terms a better combination than Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, this Touch line takes podcast. Excuse me for being excited, people. Platypuses, hippopotamuses, giraffes, and all the other creatures of the animal kingdom. We are back. Touchline takes has returned. This is like, you know, Beckham coming to the MLS at 49 years old and just, you know, mm-hmm. driving a free kick right through the hearts of every fan in the United right. States. When you least expect when it. When you least expect it. It just hits We you. are bending it like Beckham with our return. And you know what? I'm here with my co-host, my you know brother from another mother, Cameron. And a lot has happened, not just in the soccer world the last couple months since we last published an episode, but like in our lives as well. Um, I have officially moved to Cleveland, Ohio. My wife and I and the two cats moved last month. That is why you haven't heard much from us on the recording front. Things have just been busy with the new job and adjusting to the new city. But we are hopefully, you know, getting back on track. We have a lot of seasons starting, a lot of seasons ending. And Cameron, you know what? It has been just a wild ride for everything, for everyone involved. And how have you been? Yeah. Though? I mean, I, I, I should, I should get into this before we start talking and discussing sure. things. Like, how, how has life been for you the last few months? Uh, well, um, you know, a lot, probably quite a lot's happened. I would say, um, you know, I'm pretty much back in the office full time, so that's been kind of weird. Uh, the bright side of that though, I, I gotta say is, um, most everyone seems to have gotten their like at least their first COVID vaccine shot. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, myself included, actually, I, uh, I just got it two days oh, ago. No so way. I think you, I think you did as well, yeah, right? No, mine was a few days as, as well. Like my, my arm today is just not feeling, you know, sort of sore, um, for the first time yeah. in a couple of days. So. Oh, you got that too? Yeah. Yours was pretty yeah. sore? Yeah, mine was pretty sore. So I, I went to the gym a few days ago, um, and I couldn't lift or anything. Oh, Carl hitting yeah. the gym. Okay. See, I am in a new city, and I'm a new person. All right, I'm going to the gym. I have actually been going pretty aggressively the last month. Um, we're living right, right in downtown Cleveland in this really, really nice, you know, building and group of apartments and they have a really nice gym here so you know i was kind of like you know what i've been trying to convince myself for i feel like years at this point and i was like i have the free Mm -hmm. time to do it my schedule allows me you know to go to the gym in the evenings you know either after work or after other things and yeah like i've been trying really hard to go to the gym um and kind of you know build that muscle to go toe-to-toe you know maybe with mike tyson at one point you know in a couple years um, take some boxing classes. Yeah. I'm... I mean, I admire your aspiration. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I, I totally agree. I, I, I got the shot and I was thinking like, so actually the shot itself, mm-hmm. um, I hate getting needles in my yeah. arm. Like I could never get a tattoo. Uh, and I've just had like, I've always never liked it, but I, I swear that was the easiest shot I've ever had to get. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the day after, oh man, I even packed to go to the gym after work. And you're like, that did not. You're like, happen. no way. No, yeah, that did not um, happen. They say the sec- They uh, say the second one. Um, I don't know if you got Moderna or Pfizer, or if you got. Yeah, I got you Moderna. got Moderna. Um, I got the Pfizer one, but yeah. they say with both of them, um, like that second shot, like hydrate, 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 because like you're gonna be feeling. Like a lot of people say, like they feel kind of crappy the next few days after that second shot, um, which is good. Like, I don't want anybody listening to Mm. this saying like, you know, oh, like you're going to be sick. That can't be good for a vaccine. That is good for a vaccine. You know, I I, it's pretty normal. It's normal. You know, your body's fighting sort of and trying to build those antibodies so you don't get sick and, you know, all these other things. But no that's awesome man yeah Um, yeah. i'm I'm really glad you got that because it's uh you know i uh living in ohio now um they actually have been doing so well on the vaccine front like like i was shocked like i thought maybe like june or july at the earliest i would be able to get vaccinated and you know kind of getting that first shot now i was like okay like this is good like maybe we might have a normal summer really snuck up on me yeah definitely 
I didn't think it was going to happen either. And then all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, 18 and over go, go for <laughs> go it. And for we're it. like, all right. Like everyone in my office who was, uh, you know, not older was signing up as quick as we mm-hmm. could. And, uh, yeah, we all got it. And, um, I guess, you know, we were talking about what's going on in my life. And, uh, so for the touchline takes fans out there, uh, who exist, uh, I started playing Sunday league. Ooh. So that has been speaking of feeling awful. Like <laughs> <laughs> that I, you're getting the old. first game was you're, pretty, you're getting old. That yeah. Oh why. man. I did not, <laughs> I did not realize how rough the first game was going to be just the, the cardio. And I also, um, but I had been using the same pair of cleats since like junior year of oh, high school. Man. And they were finally just falling apart on me after all the intramural and like men's league mm-hmm. games that I had played. So I went out and bought this new pair and I kind of went cheap. Right. Oh my God. My feet hurt so bad. I had blisters. <laughs> it was, it was brutal, but uh, I I've been incorporating some cardio into my, my gym routine now. So oh, that's awesome. we're trying, we're trying to get better. Trying to lose a couple pounds, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe this year, trying to get noticed. This coming year for your birthday, I'll get you a cane or something to help out. Maybe a back brace, you know, can really get you moving up and down that pitch um, in your Sunday leagues. If, if you want to go to Sharpstone and get me one of those like back massagers, <laughs> that would be. I'd I'll, I'll get that. you a coupon for that. A coupon for back massage. Um, you know, it's, that that should hold you off pretty well come your birthday. Um, but that's awesome, man. You, or a Carl. Oh no, you got. Or or no no no. I got I got a good one. Or you could just you know so I could be looking fresh at least. You could get me one of those new MLS 2021 jerseys. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um. I'm I'm gonna say right up front before we really get into this, guys. <laughs> um. I'm gonna pull up the page now. There are some of these that I think are so good. They're so fresh. They're so clean. And then there's other ones where I'm just like, what the hell. Like, who designed this? And I I mean, I get it. Like, a lot of times, like, with any club kits, we look at it and we're like, you know, that's fresh or, you know, that's disgusting or, like, why would they ever do that? Or then sometimes, like, they don't even change. Like, I feel like there are a lot of kits, and we'll get into this more, but there's a lot of kits that, like, need a change. They need a fresh look. Um, But, yeah, no, um, there are some that are very, you know, hitting a home run to use another term from another sport and there's some that are just a swing and a miss man just really a swing and a miss um but if you yeah i think i think after last year this has been i i I feel like after last year anything is better so yeah no that that, uh i've been i've been pleasantly surprised that's true um let's see here i am what am i even looking at here okay i got it up um let's just go alphabetical order um so okay. right now, uh, Atlanta United. Let's see here. Um, All it's, right, it's a little different. It, it's they they have this, you know, the red stripes going down on their home kit. Their away kit looks pretty similar. Um, I do like the white, and the red and black always mm. good looks good. Like no matter what kit. Like, I think red and black always has a really fresh look. Either, like, red and black or, like, yellow and black. Like, are always a really... I think the secondaries... The secondaries a little too LAFC, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, the gold and the, the gold and the white, um, definitely. Oh, I mean... Yeah, I mean... It's hard when you get too many teams in the same league. Like, colors are going to clash, but... Right. Between it kind of looking just like last year's kid, mm-hmm. like, the style at least... And then the the white and gold, eh, yeah. it's, just, it's not doing it for no. me. I think I, I like the the primary. For See, sure. I, and I because I think it was like maybe four months ago or so, I pulled the trigger on like three MLS kits. Um, I think. Oh right, yeah, I think I got up. LAFC. I got Minnesota United. No, it was only two. I was gonna pull the trigger on three, and I think Atlanta United was the other one because you know I like it. Atlanta when it comes to MLS I think you know they're run very well they're exciting team to watch but I just didn't feel like the kit was doing it for me and that's why I didn't pull the trigger um and again this year it just just doesn't do it for me um you know there it's what they put unite and conquer on the back collar that's kind of something you know a lot of teams like to do Mm. but like that doesn't change anything definitely um 
But then after that, oh, here we go. Austin FC. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Before you move on, Carl, I want a a rating Uh, here. I want a 1 through 10 from you. 1 through 10. On the primary and the secondary. Um, I'm going to give them both 6.5. Fair enough. Okay, I would give the primary a little higher. I think I'd go a 7 on the primary. And I'm going to give the secondary a A 5 because I just it's clean, but I just really don't like the the, the shoulder three strikes. I feel like it could have been just a nice clean kit. Without that, if they had found another way to somewhere else to put it, but yeah, eh. yeah, no, definitely, yeah, I, I can, I can definitely see that. I, I like the five. I like the five. Okay. Um. All right. Austin FC. Austin FC. You know, this one snuck up on me too when I was looking at these kits. I almost completely forgot that Austin FC, you know, was gonna. This is their inaugural season. Like this is their first year. Right. Um. And and I will tell you right now, a side note, because I'm only like two hours from Columbus. It, when Austin FC comes to play Columbus, that is one game I am hoping to go Ooh, to. That is one game. That's going like, to be good. I know, hopefully. A lot of animosity. Exactly. And I hope by that point they're allowing, like, you know, more fans in and it's a full stadium because that would be, that would be just awesome. Um, but going off that, um, I like it. Uh, I see, see, this is sort of what bothers me and it because in since atlanta united sort of changed it up like these kits were almost identical to what atlanta united's kits used to be with obviously with different colors um i do like the green i think green is a color that isn't utilized really at all when you look at like football kits greens like sort of like you might see it in like a secondary kit but to like have green as a primary color i think is like really really bold um but i i, I do like the the green the shade of green that i they i, I do like it it's not an overbearing green it's definitely sort of like a lighter green it matches their crest really well i'm also i'm a pretty big fan of that tree as the crest i think that looks really cool um i just i i i feel like there's more we can do than just striped kits you know what i mean i feel like there's like we can get creative like even with the primary kit i feel like you know we can get creative with these sort of things um so the primary i like it i'm not over excited about it the secondary again look at the secondary you're talking about the three stripes it's the exact basically same thing of the atlanta united again it, it, it's like they just stole the kind of ideas from Atlanta United to make their kit, both their primary and secondary. Um, so that bothers me a lot. I feel like, again, there's there's more stuff they could have done with this. Yeah, I think I'm going to give I, – I like the home, the primary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll, I think that'll get a you know 7.5. I'll, I'll, I'll go for that. All right. Strong – a strong early showing. Uh, but, man, that yeah, the, the secondary just – not doing it for me again uninspired it's gonna get another five yeah. because it's really no different than atlanta's no so not at all i'll i'll go for that yeah i'll probably give it like a seven for the primary because i do like that green and the, the five sounds fair yeah. for the for the secondary they're just there there isn't much there um okay all right chicago okay. fire um man i i keep forgetting this clubs almost in the mls at times just because you hear nothing from them <laughs> yeah um which is and they keep rebranding keep re-brand- so it's like you, I mean, you never the, you keep forgetting what you're looking right. at and like this crest this crest of theirs like i think got rebranded like three times last year or something like i mean it's in like the fact that their sponsor is still more motorola it like just tells you like how in the dark ages i think this club is right now um but chicago I don't know. Yeah, I come I, to think of it, what what products do people even buy from Motorola? I, I, I have no do they idea. Do make smartphones anymore? I, I, I don't. I don't think so. What, who was it? I think it was LG. Like this is a tech thing, but I think it was like LG the other day that said they're not gonna yeah st- like keep making smartphones just because the mar- like between Samsung and Apple, like are you really gonna beat them? And Google now too. Like, come on, like you're just wasting your money if you're any other company trying to make a smartphone right now. Um, and, and I think for you listeners right now, um, I think it's pretty telling that we're not even talking about this kit. That's how uninspired we are by this. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> t- I mean, I, I will give them some credit for the fact that the uh, I feel like the away kit is 
is a little bit better. It's, it's not quite a five that I, I would have given it before. Right. Um, like the I will, that I gave the other ones because it's they changed it up a little bit. It's not just those three stripes on the shoulder. And you know, it's kind of clean actually. It's it's like an all blue but a couple different shades. Yeah. I the second uh, this it's got it's got the the this kind of Chicago flag on yeah. it, which is which is cool. Better than the primary actually in my opinion. I, I I think I think the second these are my favorite secondary kits we've seen so far. Um the primary, I I I don't like how bland it is. I don't like the color scheme. And I don't like those stripes again on the shoulder and then around like, you know, the arm, like at the end of the arm sleeves. I just it, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't do it for me. But the secondary, I, I think the secondary for me, seven and a half primary, probably like four and a half, five. OK, um, I think I would give the away kit, the secondary. I'm going to go with an eight, honestly. I, I like the Chicago flag aspect. Uh, and then for the primary, uh, I'm going to give it a six, six and a half, something like that. Mm. I think that's that's fair enough for, for, what it, for what it is. I just, I mean, I might be partial here because I'm a fan of that, like, sky blue color. Yeah. And then I like that they incorporated the flag, but it's not, like hyper noticeable no it it, so, does, it doesn't that, that's my it take. doesn't blow me away um all right what do we got here fc cincinnati um side note with this one i've been talking i think i've been talking nonstop with like the sports anchors um that work at my new job how excited i am to go to like because i think cincinnati's like three hours away from me but how excited i am to go to their new stadium like i am over the moon excited to check out this new stadium um but looking at their kits they'll bring be bringing out in this new stadium uh yeah i i just i i don't see any difference from last year um the sleeves are kind of cool again i just don't like pinstripes on jerseys i just i I would rather just have it be solid or some other design. Like pinstripes is just so, just blah. Like blah, it's nothing going on there. Um, I, orange and blue, like a darker blue, is in like a navy blue. It's an interesting color scheme. Um, secondary kits are nice. I like the white. I like the simple white. Um, I don't like the stripes down the side. Uh, again, just yeah. again, just stripes, just stripes, stripes, stripes. Just pretty hardcore. Like Adidas always feels the need to have two forms of branding. It seems like they gotta have their actual logo, right? Mm-hmm. And then they have the 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 stripes somewhere, right? Whereas it seems like Nike and a lot of other brands, like they don't bother with anything besides just having that little logo patch, which allows for a little more freedom in terms of what they want to do with the rest of the kit. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean. I'm looking at both, and I honestly can't give either like a glowing opinion. I think both get a six from yeah. me. Yeah, just five. Yeah, you know, okay, cool. five and a half, six for me on both of them. Like there, there is, there's but, nothing outstanding about these kits for me. Yeah, yeah. Like to put it in other terms, I think it's like these are kits I'd buy if they're on the clearance rack at like Target, like or not Target, TJ Maxx, TJ Maxx or Marshalls, and you know it's five bucks or something, and you're yeah. like, all right, you know what, like. I can I can spend five dollars on this, but besides that, I'm not gonna go out of my way and spend like thirty dollars yeah. or so for these kids. Not even close. Um, color. What about Colorado, Colorado. here? <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> clearance rack. That's I'm giving this one. I, I don't even have to go too far into detail on this. These get the clearance rack treatment again. I don't even know if I'd buy these if they're on the clearance See, rack. The only way I would use this shirt is if I was in the Rocky Mountains in negative degree temperature and freezing my ass off and i needed something to keep yeah. warm and then then and again then i'd like probably face burn mask. it to keep myself warm rather than wear it <laughs> um maybe that's a little harsh but like the, the the primary kits they're the same um again three stripes get that shit out of here i can't i can't even stand the three stripes on the shoulder um and then their secondary kits like I, i'm trying to read to see like what they were doing here and I, I i get what they're doing like the class five kit you know the scale of climbing mountain routes and like the most difficult and the mint green um 
topographic maps of six of Colorado's highest peaks. Like they, they were going for it. They're going some for something that means a lot to they tried. Colorado, but like greens just and greens is sort of like an allude to like their color scheme when they first joined the MLS, but there's probably a reason why they switched away from the green. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to go back to the green. Like, yeah, yeah. no, I, I would say that that primary kit gets a five at it for me. The secondary kit, like a three, like I just, I, I can't do it. It's just, it's not for me. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, once again, like there were there were some that did so well mm-hmm. in these new twenty twenty one kits, and then there are other clubs where it just seems like they didn't care. Like maybe they had bigger problems, right? And they just decided, like, eh, you know, let Adidas just pick something out for us, and we'll we'll go with it. Yeah. So these these honestly are I I, I even worse than than uh, Cincinnati. I'm I'm giving their overall combined because i i can't be bothered to rate them both uh, a five yeah um columbus crew they're about the same um i mean yeah really no no different. no different the away one has a little bit of a different design it's about the same again primaries a little cooler yeah, a little cooler that's still like barely they're, they're just fives for me man the columbus crew um yeah i I, I can't do it fc dallas again like their secondary kit is new. It's all white, but like there's. I like the secondary. Yeah, like it's clean. Like it, it's it's a clean all white. There's still a few stripes on the shoulder, which again Adidas they just it's their mark, you know. Is that an all white or sky blue? Yeah, it looks more like a is sky it a blue. sky blue? Like maybe my computer color. I think is so. Sky- okay. Yeah, maybe your monitor's a little yeah. off. Yeah, or maybe I'm colorblind. Know. Who knows? Um, or maybe mine's off. <laughs> no, um, it, it it it's decent. Again, maybe the secondary is like a five and a half six for me. Primary still a five. Like it's just not doing it. Um. DC United again, like the the primary the same, uh, secondary kits. Yeah, boring fives, fives, fives definitely. So I'm giving it. Yeah, I feel like you know we're not gonna let you guys just we're not gonna talk about boring jerseys that really haven't done no, much. They, they, we're gonna they, we're gonna move on to the cool exactly, ones. Exactly, they don't deserve our attention. Uh, Houston Dynamo. This is another team that sort of rebranded with a new design. Yeah, kind of a cool design. Not, they went with all orange. It's okay. Um, with a couple black stripes for their primary. It, it, it's nice. It's a nice, clean jersey. Uh, I do like the crest. Their secondaries, I think, are really, really... I, I do like the orange and black. Um, I I don't think they needed the shoulder stripes, though. I think that would have been think, a great jersey without the shoulder stripes. But I think this is just like an Adidas touch. I think Adidas just wants those stripes yeah, because they have to. it's their brand. It's their thing. Like, get that, get that out of here, Adidas. Yeah. But... I'd, I'd go six and a half. I think. Yeah, six. I, I would say six and a half for the secondary, five and a half, six for the primary. Um, just the primary is not outstanding. Um, let's see. LAFC. Um, a reasonable, you know, same primary that they had. Um, I like these jerseys. I like the all black. I think they're some of the nicest. The secondary is clean as it gets. It, it is very clean. I love a black and white kit. And they did away too with the stripes on the shoulder. Which, but the black stripes even on the home kit, like or the primary kit, like you can't really tell, which is good. I would give the secondary yeah. a seven. Primary probably a six and yeah. a half. Yeah, I agree with that. I like the little. Um, the little cuffs that they've got going on the sleeves of the secondary i think that adds to it a little bit uh i don't know why but i really like the sponsor i didn't really like the youtube sponsor they had no. so flex power tools it's just i don't know it's just flexing it's on kind them. of funny flexing on but it them. also looks kind of cool yeah um um now let's talk about one of my favorites i i mean they i the primary is just boring to me i don't know why they went with that right. but i i think you'll agree with me the secondary just let me let me just give it a little chef's kiss. Yeah. Mm. There it is. Uh, the secondary kit for those of you who haven't seen the new Los Angeles Galaxy, LA Galaxy um, secondary kit. Uh, it is they, it's kind of an ode to their, you know, 1996 when they first joined the MLS. Um, yep. The club website said it's a celebration of fans who have been with the club since day one. I said, so I may buy one honestly. It, those they're really nice, and I know I'm hard on stripes and I'm hard on 
those sort of things. But these Adidas outdid themselves with these ones. They're some of the freshest ones in the MLS. Um, now, only yeah. if I could design a custom one with Zlatan's name on the back of it, I will buy one. <laughs> um, I, I think it's Zlatan on. I, yeah. I, I think it's sort of funny before we move on that Chicharito is being kind of like did he play at all last year like i don't think he played at all last year uh it was pretty disappointing when he did so <laughs> it was um all right inter miami they're just simple they're clean there's nothing to them yeah. they have no sponsors on the front um uh they say that the the secondary is new but it's like all yeah right, it's the like same that's that's, I, that's the I, thought that put into I, it <laughs> I, I think the pink and black is interesting but it just the the it's boring like it, these are force like there, there's nothing exciting about these kids um yeah there's there's a lot more that could be done i mean think about uh like the miami heat mm -hmm. they've had all those like vice city jerseys yeah exactly you know? that were really good like people love those definitely and i i feel like Inter Miami is kind of missing out by not putting that kind of attention into their their jersey in a city that's kind of known for their Cre their creativity yeah. and their their color scheme. Definitely. So, uh, I'm gonna go for. I guess we forgot to rate uh, L.A. Oh, Galaxy, yeah. so I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna give the secondary a nine. Okay. The uh, retro kind of remake <laughs> and the primary, which isn't new, isn't really doing anything. Uh, I'm gonna give that a six. Yeah, I, I think nine and six is fair. I I really like the secondary. Um, like we were saying. Um, and then we go on to Minnesota United. Their primary kits are. Wait, Carl. Whoa. We gotta. We got. Oh, we gotta. <laughs> we got. We gotta rate is the it, inner inner is Miami. Is it even too. worth it? Uh, um, like no. four and a half Five. hours. Boom. Four done. and a half hours. That's yeah, because they they've got so much potential Four. and they didn't. Um. All right. Gotta say, I've always liked Minnesota United's kits. Uh, maybe it's just the color scheme. Yeah, but I like the gray. I like the little, you know, the little. Uh, I don't even know what that is on their primary kits on the front. Um, but I like it. I do have a Minnesota United kit. That's one of the couple I bought. Um, and then their secondary. I love the powder blue. I am a sucker for powder mm -hmm. blue. I think it looks so good. Um, primary kit seven and a half for me. Secondary, I'd say a seven. Uh, I'm gonna give the primary a, a six, secondary a, a seven, just because I like the color more, mm -hmm. and it's, it doesn't have that weird shoulder stripe. I don't know who thought that was a good idea at Adidas, but I, I really hate the shoulder yeah, stripes. Yeah, they need to get flown off into the sun for that one. Um, Agreed. CF Montreal. Um, for those of you who didn't know, um, Montreal Impact rebranded to be Club G Foot Montreal. Um, I probably butchered that all, but they, yeah, yeah I think you did. Uh, I'll let you have it. My, my, my French accent, uh, doesn't do it for me. Um, I, I, I like it. I, I like the primary kits. I like the design of their crest on the kit. I think that is really, mm. really nice. I wish the, the sort of, what is it? Is that the sponsor on the front? was a little yeah, bit BMO. smaller i feel like it's, it's just taking away um but i like it these are some of my favorite primary kits i think in the mls right now um secondary ones clean they're white they have the adidas stripes but whatever we just have to get used to that um is it just me though or on the primary do the blue stripes not match the the crest uh, the, see, which i see, find a little weird it, there's a little blue on the outside of the crest um but it's not like the same no. shade at I, all. I feel like I, they like should have went with all for... black. I, I feel like either all black or some sort yeah. of white or silver. Um, I think silver would have looked mm. really, really good on those shoulders. Um, because of that, um, I'll probably give it a seven, the primary, and then the mm -hmm. secondary six and a half. Yeah, I'll give, I think I'll give the primary seven and a half. I do like the snowflake. Uh, I, the only thing is I do feel that since they did, they did this whole rebrand that they could have tried a little bit harder on the kids. Mm -hmm. uh, I know they haven't exactly received a lot of positive feedback for the rebrand. A lot of people thought it was pretty boring and that they were dumping uh, a pretty a fairly um, long history and a pretty strong brand in Montreal. So, yeah, I, I'll give that a seven and a half. And then the secondary, uh, I'll give it a six and a half, yeah. I guess. Um, the next two Nashville, New England, 
both about the same. There's nothing really different from them. Um, nah, solid color. Solid and colors. Eh. I mean, New England hasn't really gotten a new kit. Their kits have sucked for so long. Can I just say it, that? It's New awful. England has, like, they don't put any, any thought into their branding. I mean, they don't put any thought into their stadium like, or any team. Yeah, the crafts just don't care about They don't the give revs. a f about the team yeah so both of those about you know between a five and six there's nothing yeah to uh nycfc i primary is pretty nice i like the primary i do um and then the primaries have the the new thing is the new york flag on the back collar um yeah and then their secondaries are clean too like uh, you know i i like the darker I, i like the darker scheme um i would say seven for both of them's them's yeah I'll go, I'll go for that i'll go for that i mean i yeah and yeah i'm not even gonna say what i was gonna say because i'm just sounding like a broken record <laughs> at this point so uh i'm gonna go a little higher on the primary and just i i like it mm. i like how it looks so i'm gonna go seven and a half and seven for the secondary All right uh new york red bulls um primary i guess i love that we've killed a solid like 20 minutes talking about these <laughs> but hey you know what this is what you come here for exactly see Guys, there's no other place but Touchline Takes where you would get every kit in the MLS graded. Right. And Because that's what everyone wants is to talk about something that's completely visual (laughs) and only hear about it in an audio format. Exactly. (laughs) If if you guys, you you can go to news.sportslogos.net dash 2021-04-07-MLS21. You get the gist, um, or you can- yeah. I'll I'll put it in the description <laughs> so that you can follow along. Um, you're gonna have to read the description though, and I don't really know how many people actually do that. So good luck. Um, New York Red Bulls, nothing new really. Primary kits a little new. Six is you know probably six six and a half for me. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, six and a half sure. Uh, you know what? Um, looking, I'm just looking through some of these other ones. There's, there's a couple, you know, I, I feel like we'll be here all night if we just go through every single one. Um, so what I'm mm. going to do, I'm going to jump. There's one of the newer ones that I actually, like, am over the moon with. If you go to the Philadelphia Union's new secondary kit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love the it. The powder baby blue. The powder blue with the yellow and the, yellow. the lightning oh, bolt. It's so good. The lightning bolts. Like Ben Franklin getting, you know the kite and the key struck with lightning like just this huge huge like, this is the originality we're looking for i you know like sometimes they get it wrong but i like the, when they try and this one i i just personally really like it yeah it's it's kind of cute in a way it, it, is that it, weird it, it is cute like i i feel like you put a little you know little one of those little chubby babies in a small kit like that just over <laughs> the moon just over the moon like just put a little chubby baby in one of those kits and it will be so adorable all right um so put a little chubby baby in it that gets a nine from me definitely nine and a half for me i i think that's that's one of my favorite kits right now um another one that's new What's next and what are we skipping to very out there seattle sounders new secondary kit um yeah I, it's like uh it's like um forward madison's kits in a way the the like goalkeeper one i believe yeah. is kind of a, a i don't even know how to describe that it's um looks a little bit like tie-dye i guess but it's it's only like shades of blue and, and i like how you know it's kind of like again a lot of these secondary kits it feels like they're they're giving inspiration to someone either right you know right or wrong like not right or wrong but like they even do they either do a good job or a bad job this one they're giving inspiration to Jimi hendrix um who's from seattle and you know the purple haze like i think it works i i it's different for the club because it's you know nowhere close like the philadelphia Union. it's nowhere close to their color schemes but mm-hmm. it, it it works it's good i like it i like it a lot yeah, and I think, you know, really that's I I don't know. I think you'll agree with me here, but in terms of the the good new kits, that kind of wraps it up. There really isn't much else. I'd say maybe the uh the Salt Lake City one, the primary is is pretty nice. It's it's clean. It's got the hoops. Yeah. And that's that's really it. I mean, we we kind of wasted a lot of time going through the ones that are not 
super uh, exciting. interesting yeah. or we probably, exciting. Yeah, we probably should have jumped through just the ones that caught our eye. Um, but besides that, like, it, a lot of them are either the same or something's a little different. Like, it's... It's good, though, man, because, you know, not only are we excited for these kits, but we're also excited for, you know, these seasons to be getting, you know, I think with the MLS, they're beginning in another week or so, April 16th, I think mm-hmm. they're kicking off. Um, they kicked off a lo- some of the clubs with the Concord Half Champions League this week, this week, which was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah. I sort of, you know, I want to pick your brain real quick before we move on a little bit, but like watching these MLS teams against, you know, a lot of these other teams who have been playing up until this point. And like some of these MLS teams haven't played in like, at least competitively in like four to five months, maybe even six months. Right. So it's like, and that's been a general complaint of MLS teams for a while yeah. regarding the, the CONCACAF Champions it ju- League. It so. just seems to fall at such a weird time. And, you know, none of the seasons sort of line up. Um, but maybe, who knows? You know, we, we always like to think, like, this is our year. LAFC almost had it last year, but they didn't. And maybe this year's our year. Um, I thought it was good. You know, just a couple quick notes. I think it's really awesome to see, you know, uh, Martinez, Atlanta United's Martinez back, um, from his ACL injury. I think if he comes back a hundred percent, like he has been, you know, he's one of the most electrifying players in the MLS. Um, and you know, sort of what else we got going on? We got the USL. Um, what was it? League yep. one. We got, they're actually league one's coming back around the, 10th, yeah, the 10th, I uh, inter, what is it? Inter Miami two playing. Yeah. It's like Fort Lauderdale. It's what the, the, um, Fort Lauderdale, uh, strikers. That's right. I believe that's the old team. That's right. Um, and then they were purchased by inter Miami and definitely for some reason they felt the need to change the name, which I thought was a little lame. I, I, I just think, more than anything, I'm just excited to hopefully, you know, knock on wood again that we see a full continuous season this year. Um, yeah. No breaks. I think we will. And I think we, will. I, I think we will too. You know, I think that's a really, you know, exciting thing. There's been a lot of movement when it comes to the USL and other leagues. Um, you know, so to sort of see how things shake up with that is going to be really interesting. Um, I think. Uh, there is something, my God, I all all this kit talk just like what fried it, my brain. Um, fried your brain? Yeah, it was a lot to go through. Uh, I think there was one story we, we want story. Uh, one story we wanted to talk about uh, because I, I Carl is pretty invested okay. in South American <laughs> uh, soccer, and you know, I I am I am too to a certain extent, but I think he's got a little bit more of an emotional connection. Um, and, and there was a story that I came across earlier this week. It's it's about how transfer, uh, I guess the legality behind certain transfers mm-hmm. and how FIFA is managing them. And FIFA is seeking to legalize the transfers of 16-plus-year-olds. Uh, uh, I think right now it's 18-plus-year-olds, so this would be a fairly significant change. And um, the, the kind of connotation of this is that it's going to lead to a lot of European clubs snatching up uh, South American players, whether that be in Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, you know, any really any country in South America mm-hmm. and bringing them over to Europe at, you know, a younger age, whether that's to bring them into their, you know, under 23 team or even their academy. Yeah. And I, I think this is going to have a lot of implications. Um, but, you know, you're you're sort of the, the resident expert here. So I'll let you kind of, you know, ramble on about what you have to say see, when it comes to this this move. See, I... I, I think, you know, you you hit it right on the head when you said this is going to have a lot of ramifications. I think it's going to be a domino effect if this soon, you know, if this does get legalized like it looks like it's going to, um, not only for Europe, not only for South America, but I think a lot in a lot of ways, maybe for the MLS as well, because um, like we've talked about, the MLS seems to be taking a lot of this younger talent from South America at you know, they're, they're probably beyond the 18 age, but, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, they're coming to the MLS, spending a few years here, and then theoretically making the mm. jump over to Europe. If Europe's able, you know, these big clubs, Manchester United, Manchester City, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, you name them, um, are able to scout at a younger age and basically look at a lot 
you know, at least kids um, and bring them out at a younger age, uh, I think that's going to hurt the talent pool coming over into the MLS. Um, more and more you're seeing, you know, the MLS clubs use that designated player as bringing somebody over from South America. FC Cincinnati did it this year. Minnesota United, I think, did it last year. Um, Columbus crew did it last year. Um, you're seeing that more and more, um, but maybe you'll start seeing that less and less uh, if you know these bigger clubs are able to do this. Uh, there's two names that come to mind, and there's probably more out there. But like I always think of like Vinicius Junior and Rodrigo, who are both you know yeah. playing for Real Madrid now. They were signed to come to Real Madrid when they're like 15, 16 years old. So basically they played right. two years, you know, Rodrigo was at Santos and Vinicius was at Flamengo and they played, you know, one, one and a half, two years at those clubs, basically knowing, you know, once they turned 18, they were coming in, you know, over t into Spain and to Real Madrid. Um, so that's a good point. This trend has been sort of happening. It, it, it's been already. Right. And, it's and it's not even just the smaller clubs anymore. No, and it, it's been slowly, slowly starting to happen. Um, and you're starting to see. I mean, Manchester City. You know, in a lot of like, they sort of have their you know the city group spreading their wings when it comes to South America. Like even in places like Bolivia. Like I think they have a club in Bolivia. They have a mm -hmm. club in Uruguay, and you're starting to see them. You know, sort of. I think. Uh, you know, RB uh, has a club in Brazil now. Like, you're, you're starting to see these clubs kind of work their way into these countries to basically be snatching up the talent pool. And now once this gets passed, like, you know. Right, and avoid avoid paying the, the sort of sums that we had be become accustomed exactly. to the top talent I'm, in South America getting, you know, it, to move to Europe. Exactly. So I'm worried about the financial oh, implications it, it, for a lot of these clubs. It, it's going to... Um, it's going to sort of really, really hurt, you know, what they're doing um, financially, down, you know, and I, you're just going to see the pool kind of widen, like obviously clubs and, you know, I'm speaking when it comes to sort of Brazil and Argentina, but clubs like, you know, Boca Juniors, clubs um, like Flamengo in Brazil, like they're going to be fine financially because um, they have the name, they have the stature. But a lot of these smaller clubs like in Argentina, in Brazil, are going to really take a big hit um, because they're not really going to be able to turn those players into really anything that's worthwhile financially if a big European club's already scouted them and snatching them up by the time they turn 16 years old. Yeah, and, and I'd say unless they can find a way to to i you know we might we might see something happen within that market as well um it, it just depends on what sort of contract they're under at that age and what sort of contract they're they're legally um capable of being under at that age right because i, I i'd imagine that a lot of these players uh below 16 are just on academy contracts and not many 16 or 17 year olds would be on much more than an academy contract and with a contract like that you know you're not you're not really having to pay a lot, uh, to, you know, to the player, right. and also in terms of just like agent fees uh, and then transfer fees as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the money will be siphoned out of the game there. And I know a lot of these clubs have been struggling as it is, just as sort of the the, the dominance of the game has sort of shifted from them in South America. Probably what 70s, 80s, they were more of a uh, a power in the sport. Oh yeah, by at least on the at least on the club level definitely i mean you, you like it wasn't i think until like the late 80s 90s that you really started maybe the late 70s for some clubs but you really started that movement from you know players in south america like staying and yeah. then leaving to go over to europe um there's a there's a shift you know right around that sort of window decade window um because, I mean, the most famous example, you had Pele playing at Santos basically his whole career. You know what I mean? Like, he he could have went over to England or over to Spain or wherever, but, like, Santos had that sort of power name. Like, Santos had that sort of, like, stature because of Pele, because of other players that were playing there right. during that time. And, you know, these players just didn't leave Brazil. They didn't leave Argentina. They didn't leave Colombia. Um but yeah, right. You could even say, I mean, look at somebody like uh, like um, Diego Maradona. Like he, he played 
in South America, at least, uh, for two different clubs from 1976 until 1982. I mean, that's right. that's six years of his career that he played there. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, you, if you look at his stats, if somebody like that had been scouted and they were seeing these kind of stats rolling in, I, I feel like this is the exact type of player that would have been snapped up early. Oh, yeah. But just because of the power of the game being more equal back then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was he, – he, he was more apt to stay there. It, it, things were things were not as dramatically different between the two continents. No, um, and you know you could you could blame some of that on the the uh, the Premier League starting up, but also there was a lot of money flowing into um, Italy. You know, towards the the ninety the late eighties and the the nineties as well. So uh, I I don't know if that's that's just simply like TV revenue mm-hmm. or sponsorships, but. Definitely things changed a lot when the sport became more commercialized and that's really where the power shift occurred. So I I, I really hate to see more things hurt South America because of their, their rich footballing culture, but this seems to be one of those those actions and it's a shame that FIFA's going through with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's almost not a surprise they're going through with it just because we all know the history of FIFA and money talks for them louder than anything else. Um but I think, you know, the another interesting aspect of this is how sort of like uh, visas and work permits are going to work into this. Um, I know for the EU, it's a lot easier. But obviously with England, you still have that question of because of Brexit, like how are things going to work when it comes to work visas for these kids right. um, from some of the South American countries? So that's just one thing. They always find they a way. They always find a way. Again, money talks. And if you're a club like Manchester United and, you know, it's... It's a lot easier um, than that. But yeah, no, it's it's unfortunate. I think, you know, obviously we want to see these players and we want these players to succeed and be able to succeed at a high level, even at such a young age. But at the same time, you know, we want a lot of times to help those clubs succeed in South America. And so this definitely, you know, like you said, are going to have probably pretty big ramifications once it finally you know goes through but it's it'll be interesting to see who that first 16 year old is that gets picked out of the crop right and you know gets brought over it's kind of like uh it's kind of like i mean it's not the same obviously but i see it as sort of similar to how the g league has in, in basketball i'm talking basketball now has started to pay um players straight out of high school yeah so it's like half a mil they get paid and they, you know, they forego any NCAA eligibility, obviously, right. but uh, it's an opportunity for them to get professional play immediately out of high school. And um, we've already seen some of the top talents uh, right out of high school just jump to the G League, and um, it's actually worked out pretty well for them. So right. I, uh, I, I would imagine that a lot of these South American players will will look at a paycheck like they could get in Europe and go, sure, yeah, it, you know, better facilities. It, it, and I think, you know, maybe one of the positives we can sort of look at from this situation is obviously, you know, a 16-year-old talent from Brazil, you know, for Flamengo, who would probably start for the team, gets picked out, leaves to go to Europe at 16. Someone else, you know, who's 19, 20, 21 years old, who probably wouldn't have gotten a lot of playing time if this kid didn't get picked and, you know, absolutely shines for the club and ends up earning himself a big contract going, you know, to either the MLS or to somewhere in Europe. Like, there are some positives that could come from this. You know, it can give other players the opportunities. Um but I just I don't see a situation where there's more positives than negatives um, right now with this sort of thing happening. Yeah, and I the only other uh, sort of angle that I could draw from this was that you might see I I feel like it's it's difficult to say that this is going to cause a huge impact, but uh, you might see a little bit of less playing time for domestic players wherever um whatever european country we want to talk about here but if their slots at a younger age are being taken by um whether that's you know south americans asians north americans africans um you might see a little less sort of pressure to develop domestic talent i mean i i kind of doubt it's going to be that big of a deal uh i'm sure it's still not going to be easy to get work permits like you said and if they do have to pay money, they're not going to want to do that as much if they could just develop their own players. But um, I could see a couple slots being taken up here and there from 
slots that would otherwise go to uh, domestic players. But well, you know that that remains to be seen. Exactly. Um, this is all sort of you know we're we're trying to foretell something that we don't know is you know actually going to come about. This could be an amazing thing that happens, and you know it works yeah. out for everybody involved. But something like this just it it, it stinks of you could know be. not working out for those clubs in South America. Right. And, and, you know, it's also one could say that it's sort of reminiscent of like the Bosman ruling yeah. where um, prior prior to the ruling, I believe the way it went was you couldn't just move on a free transfer after uh, after your contract ran out. Right. So like clubs still had to pay. And that that kind of led to talent being more, um, you know, it, it kind of staying put a little bit more in their domestic league. Um, and, and it kind of, I think it effectively, you could add in more items to this as in like the, the pay disparity wasn't quite the same, but, uh, I think there was, it was more of a competitive balance across Europe and you can, you can look back into like the eighties or seventies in the champions league, Mm -hmm. um, and see that you had more winners from like Eastern Europe, um, so on and so forth. But yeah, you know, that, that ruling definitely had a significant impact, so uh, this certainly could as well, but Carl, um, you know, we're we're kind of reaching the point in the show where where we we've, we've accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. So it's kind of like a little bit of a free chat, I'd say. So what's what's been on your mind, uh, soccer related? Jose Mourinho needs to go. Get him out of here, Cameron. I am done with this whole experiment. Yeah. With Tottenham, um, even if we win, no more moo. Even if we win the Cabarero Copper, you know, the League Cup, and some, and that guarantees us a spot. I think that guarantees us a spot in Europe next year in the Europa League. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Get him out of here. He, the, the only way I could see him succeeding, especially next year with this team, is if Levy decides to spend money and we get better center backs than Eric Dyer and Davison Sanchez. If we don't get better center backs than that, then that team is just, it's not going to work out. It's, it just doesn't fit the style that Jose plays with. All right, so Carl is tired of what's going on at Tottenham. That is perfectly reasonable. <laughs> um, I will say, however, that um, although my club Liverpool is also within this sort of bubble, um, it's been pretty interesting to watch slots. I'd say four through eight or nine in the Premier League are so tight right yeah, now. It's um, crazy. With barely what, like ten games left to play at this point. Every, everybody's uh, within a couple actually, of points. It's, yeah, it's crazy. So the the final stretch of the Premier League is going to be very interesting. Um, definitely recommend tuning in for that if you like to watch a little Champions League spot uh, playoff, if you will. So yeah, uh, between I'll even go as far as Leicester City in third, who uh, are on fifty six points. Yeah, between Leicester City and uh, well, I mean, I was gonna go to Arsenal, but we'll just go to Everton. We'll, just, we'll um, stop at on, Everton. <laughs> yeah, who are on forty seven points. So that's only nine points that separates Leicester in third and Everton in eighth. So that's it's pretty crazy. And I mean, if you want to go from fourth, which is West Ham at fifty two points to seventh i mean that's only that's only three points so yeah and i think i think uh, west ham has been one of the the biggest surprises for me this year they've had such a quietly good season and like consistent season that like nobody is like really talking about them and i'm like west ham's like secretly good this year like the hammers are like putting it down david moya's master class i guess so like finally you know west ham's patience with him is like working out like um, they have in midfield Suchek is just like having this insanely good season and nobody's talking about it because I think you know he's doesn't come from like a footballing country you know he's from the Czech Republic like, yeah it's well you know Peter Czech <laughs> that's true Peter Czech is um, but no I, I, I think West Ham I, I would almost at this point like part of me is like yeah like Tottenham finished in Champions League they still can do it but I know that probably won't happen so I would like I would like to see West Ham in that spot honestly as like you know I think it would be kind of cool or at least in a Europe spot like if they finish fifth or something like it wouldn't be the end of the world but no I I, I it's, it's been a secret like 
secretly like exciting but also like mm. season that's just really pissed me off um well and just jesse lingard's been kind of decent for west ham as well which i think surprised quite literally yeah. everyone yeah like united so. gets rid of him and lingard it, it, all of a sudden is like putting up you know big time well, he's on loan so it works out for them too i guess yeah. you know it's they can set an asking price and hopefully they i mean i'm not going to say hopefully because i could care less about what manchester united get but um you know they'll probably sell him for a for a nice little price um, uh any anything else of interest carl i mean for me personally seeing uh la liga tighten up was a bit of a yeah, shock atletico kind uh, of really like has bungled this horse here man like th- <laughs> this was their like if atletico don't win you know la liga this year like i don't think it's ever going to happen in the next decade just because like this everything has lined up for atletico to win this season like everything has lined yeah up. they went from like a 10 point lead to barely a point yeah so um that's really shocking um what else do we got champions league man um psg 3-2 over Bayern. i haven't looked to see mbappe was hurt at the end of the game who knows? You know, hopefully he's going to be okay. He'll probably sit the weekend. That's the other surprising thing. I'm pretty sure PSG might not win Ligue 1 this season, man. You you look at that race right now, yeah. and I think Lille is in front of like I think because Lille I think beat PSG um, this past weekend, and the standings right now, yeah, Lille's. 66 points, PSG 63, Monaco 62, Olympus Lyon 61. Um, that's probably one of the more exciting uh, races so right now. Um, and Along with uh, Serie A. Serie A, you know, yeah, it's... Serie A is really exciting too. Like Juve, you might not see when, um, you know, that. Uh, and then, you know, w- quick note before we sort of wrap things up, Borussia Dortmund might miss out on Champions League. They are I know. falling, man, and if they don't play in Champions League, I don't think Holland stays. That you know, they're they're no, already one hundred percent. Sancho I, and Holland are gone. Yeah, I think Sancho and Holland gone. Maybe even Jude Bellingham, but who knows? Um, yeah, no, the Dortmund's gonna rack in a big paycheck this this coming summer. I think um, it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. where Holland goes. Uh, I'm I'm secretly thinking Barcelona, but um, who knows? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, that would be. I, I think. I think they would be the comeback kid of the year if they managed. To pull yeah, that off. but we still have to sort of see what Messi does too. Like, does does Holland make an agreement to Barcelona before the window opens up, and that means Messi sort of resigns a contract with Barcelona, knowing that Holland's coming in, or do they miss out on Holland and Messi leaves? Like, this could be a really, right. you know, exciting next month um, if Barcelona sort of, you know things don't work out in their way um but besides that yeah a lot to watch a lot to watch out for really no a lot to watch out for like we said you know domestically you got the mls starting in about a week got usl action coming back usl league one league two usl championship it's going to be an exciting season and you know what cameron and i we both have big big plans for this podcast heading into this season you know this is going to be our first full you know, USL, NISA, MLS season, you know, doing this podcast. Um, we hope to bring mm-hmm. you guys a lot of great content um, besides just, you know, talking about kits for a half an hour. Um, we're, we're really going to bring it to you guys this year, and we're really excited for, you know, what's coming forward. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can even maybe, you know, I, I'm just... These are things that we haven't even really talked about, but if you've made it this far, um, maybe we'll do some live streams where we watch some games and kind of right. do a little party, have some people come join us who are also fans. Ex- uh, not necessarily of us, but, but uh, you can, you can the, sit right on Cameron's games. lap if you want to. Like he, he's more than welcome, you know, to be. You could. You you're really into this idea of people sitting on other people's laps, you, but um, you could be the Santa Claus of the USL, man. Like think about it. Think about uh, just just you know Tina soundbite from Bob's Burgers. Uh, <laughs> um, but besides that, guys, no, we we are really happy to be back, um, and we apologize again for taking so long to do this. Things have moved in both our lives. Things have shifted. People are all over the place. I'm in a place I never thought I would move to, which is Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> um, 
but I will say, you know, fun times in Cleveland. We love it. Um, you know, it's, and we're really excited to kind of really power through now for you guys and give you some of the best content that you can only hear right here on Touchline Takes. Yes, sir. Well, Carl, it's been another one. Glad we made it back here. Glad we made it back. Uh, I want to thank everyone that listened. And I want to thank you for being here. And um, see you next time. See you next time, guys. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Yes, sir. Well, Carl, it's been another one. Glad we made it back here. Glad we made it back. Uh, I want to thank everyone that listened. And I want to thank you for being here. And um, see you next time. See you next time, guys. We'll be back next week with another great episode.